Earn and redeem reward points when you order McDelivery via the My Maccas app. Value means more at Maccas. Welcome to the Maccas Run. Ah, yes, indeed. Very good evening to you. Welcome to the Maccas Run on this Tuesday evening. The new season for the McSpicy Range at Maccas. It's all happening now and it is all happening in the world of sport at the moment. Literally, there is a ton going on and a fair bit to get through over the next half hour. The Maccas Run is all about you having your say on the news of the day. You can do that by calling one 736 736 on the Harcourts open line. For all things real estate, speak to Harcourts. Your move, your Harcourts. Sam Hargraves with you. I hope your day has been as good as it possibly can be. However you've been putting it in, wherever you've been putting it in, it's great to have you on board this evening. You can text at any stage, 0433981116. The all-new Temper Pro, Temper's most adaptive mattress ever, is here temper a mattress like no other so a little birdie tells me that at 7 30 our time this evening that the tottenham hotspurs were going to put out on twitter or whatever uh, social media stream that they can get their hands on it might all happen at all at the all at the one time that they will make an announcement tonight that Ange Postacoglu will be their next manager so the moment that drops and the statement comes we'll read that out to you um this announcement Without a doubt, this is the biggest appointment of an Australian in an international sport um, that we've ever seen. I was I was trying to go. I was going to go today with that being more of a reserved statement that this could be or might be. Without a doubt, this is absolutely massive um, when this comes through. When you have a look at what this guy has done, couldn't get a job at one point in his coaching career, but he has won just about wherever he has gone. So he wins the NSL twice with South Melbourne. He won the A-League, the Premiership and the Championship with the Brisbane Roar. He won the J-League with Yokohama, the Scottish Premiership and the League Cup twice with Celtic. Won the Asian Cup, the first time Australia ever able to do that, the Socceroos, as national coach. He coached the Socceroos at the 2014 World Cup and qualified them for the 2018 World Cup before standing uh, before standing down. This is something that every Australian sporting fan, the whole sporting community, we should be celebrating this emphatically. This is as exciting as it gets, and we should be reveling in this. In 2019, this club was managed by Jose Mourinho, one of the biggest names in football management that's ever done it, the special one. And now, four years down the track, our special one, Ange Postacoglu, uh, will be taking the reins. Tottenham Hotspurs, just to give you a gauge on how big this is. So there was a report that came out today from Forbes that said that Tottenham Hotspur is rated the most, the third, it is rated the most profitable football club in the world. It is the third most profitable sporting club in the world behind the Dallas Cowboys and the New England Patriots and ahead of the New York Knicks, Manchester United, the Houston Texans, the Golden State Warriors, the New York Giants, and the LA Lakers. This is as significant an appointment in Australian sporting history as there's been. We'd all, we all remember when Darren Burgess, the fitness guru, became the fitness boss at Arsenal and Liverpool. Well, with all due respect to Darren, this puts that well and truly in the shade. So how is this news being received far and wide, and especially over in the UK? Well, a great get by Sports Day earlier on this evening to get former Spurs manager Harry Redknapp on, uh, one of the most iconic figures uh, from the Premier League. Uh, he gave his view on what he knows about Ange Postacoglu. I first actually met him when I came over to Australia to manage the Georgia national team. 
uh, we played in Australia. And I remember speaking to Timmy Cahill and he said to me, Timmy was playing that down. He said to me, this fellow's fantastic, Harry. He said, he's our manager. He said, he's top class. And it stuck with me, you know, and I followed his career. And at Celtic, he, he's done an amazing job. I just think when he comes over, he just talks common sense. There's no jargon. He's not coming out and trying to baffle everybody with, with rubbish. And, you know, he, he just tells it as it is. He looks looks like the lads, obviously the players enjoy playing for him. He knows He knows what he's about. I've been really impressed with him. I, I think he's uh, he's a great, great opportunity for him to go to Tottenham and uh, and do a big job there. It's it's it, the club is in a position where it needs somebody to come in now. It, it can't get any lower. I mean, finishing out the top seven this year, so it's a great time to go in. The only way for Tottenham is up, and I think they've got the right man to do it. That was Harry Redknapp on Sports Day earlier on this evening. And I can tell you it is official. So Tottenham Hotspur have just uh, released a statement. It's just been put out on Twitter. Club announcement, appointment of Ange Postacoglu. We are delighted to announce the appointment of Ange Postacoglu as our new head coach on a four-year contract. So the statement reads, now that the season and all domestic cup competitions have concluded, we are delighted to announce the appointment of Ange Postacoglu as our new first team head coach, becoming the first Australian to manage in the Premier League. That is massive. Ange will join us on the 1st of July on a four-year contract. Daniel Levy, the chairman, says Ange brings a positive mentality and a fast attacking style of play. He has a strong track record of developing players and understanding of the importance of the link from the academy. Everything that is important to our club. We are excited to have Ange join us as we prepare for the season ahead. Uh, A former, and they go through his whole resume of everything that he's achieved in his coaching and managerial career. So uh, we've got text coming through already. I've always followed the Aussies in the EPL. Now I have a team to follow at least until he gets the inevitable chop. Hopefully that's many years away. Yeah, it is a ruthless industry, Brownie and Port Ferry, but a four-year deal for Ange Postacoglu to coach Tottenham Hotspur. And as I just said before, as big a club as there is, their facilities, elite, world-class, the benchmark in the Premier League uh, as well. Forbes have said they are the most profitable football team in the world. The third most profitable sporting organisation in the world. It doesn't get any bigger than that. Jerry Whaley earlier today spoke to Jack Pitt from um, The Athletic, who covers Tottenham, uh, and just asked him about what kind of reaction this is getting as the news started to bubble away over the last 48 hours and how this news or the inevitable announcement was being received by the locals? Well, I think a lot of people, me included, and lots of Spurs fans, have learned a lot in the last week or so. You know, when when he, when it first became clear that he had a really good shot at the job, you'd get some fans saying, oh, you know, he's never managed in the Premier League, he's never done anything in the Champions League, he's not even been tested in the other big European leagues, like France, Italy, Germany, Spain. But you see more and more people, I think, are learning about him, they're liking what they see, and... Just to, if you go on social media, you'll see so many, so many Spurs fans sharing clips of Ange, particularly either from the Australian national team or from Celtic. And you see the way that he talks to players and he motivates them, like in the dressing room and on the training ground. And I think people think this guy is something special, like he's something different. We don't normally see 
football managers who've got that much of a personal touch and who have that much of a kind of gift and capacity with words. And that really stands out to people because the last, you know, the last few years of Tottenham have been miserable. And even their brilliant, highly paid, formerly successful managers have come in and they haven't really enjoyed it. They haven't engaged with the fans. They haven't motivated the players. They never really looked like they wanted to be in charge of Tottenham. Now they're turning their attention to a guy that's been at Celtic for a couple of years. He's won um, the league and cup twice. Yeah. Okay. Back to back. Yeah. Great, great achievement. Mm-hmm. But no disrespect, right? But there's two big hitters now in, in Scotland, Rangers and Celtic. Yeah. So you go to one, you're more likely to win something. Something. Or, okay. So if I was a Spurs in. fan, I'd I'd be worried about the fact that you're bringing to your club a manager, a manager that was successful in a league where it's just two teams fighting out mm. and one of them, nine times out of ten, he's going to win something. His record at Celtic is, is incredible. I mean, 112 matches, he's 162 He's only lost 18 out of 112, which is phenomenal. But when you look at um, when you look at the managers that Spurs have been linked with and they haven't got the likes of Potter, I know he's not been successful um, at Chelsea, but I don't think you can really put much no, credit into no, that. I agree. You've, you've got Brendan there, you've had Nagelsmann. The fact that they've now turned to, to Potter Coglu, you go, hmm, why? I mean, I, I just think it's a risk and I just think, me personally, I, there'll be options I'd have ahead of Potter Coglu. I'm not trying to uh, diminish anything that he's done in Scotland no, because what okay. he's done is fantastic but as we've all seen the Premier League's a different animal so the first bit of audio Jack Pitt from The Athletic speaking to Jerry Whiteley early this morning and that was the second piece of audio was a couple of the hosts from Talk Sport the major sporting talkback network over in the UK discussing this potential appointment and I just would say to those guys maybe have a look at how Celtic were doing before Ange came because it's a pretty simplistic view to take. They were at one of their lowest ebbs when Ange took over. And uh, I didn't hear the suggestions of who it should be. But So the pessimism is there. So we'll have to deal with all that, just like he had to deal with it when he first uh, got to Celtic. And he won them over pretty quickly. So uh, incredible appointment, one to celebrate. We should all be incredibly proud of Ange Postacoglu this evening and what it says about uh, Australian football. A significant and international appointment for an Australian sporting person, coach, whatever it might be, as we've seen um, it stacks right up there. Um, so congratulations to Ange. Let's hope the people of Tottenham adopt the proven adage, as Jared said this morning, and Ange, we trust what a ride it's going to be. Uh, the other big story of the evening is the tribunal. So uh, Magpie star Jordan Degoe has been banned for three matches at the AFL tribunal for his bump on Elijah Hewitt. Um, he was referred directly to the tribunal after the hit on Hewitt in the first quarter of Saturday's clash, a concussion. Um, it was the uh, outcome for the 19-year-old. It was graded as careless and severe, which is the highest possible grading that these instant, uh, incidences can get, um, and high contact as well. So it's important to know that at the tribunal, Collingwood didn't try to argue this down. They just simply tried to show remorse. Um, the It resulted in a, a sanction of three matches. Collingwood asked for three. The AFL wanted four. In the end, um, as Jordan Ngoi expressed on numerous occasions, the remorse he felt. Um, Collingwood pled guilty to all aspects of the charge. They asked for three weeks. The AFL wanted four weeks. Um, some of the quotes on the Fox Sports website attributed to Jordan Degoe, I felt quite remorseful. I don't go out there to play my footy in a dirty way. And to see someone get injured like that was obviously disappointing. And first and foremost, you're worried about the person. He said he went up to Shannon Hearn post-match to see if he could speak to Hewitt on the bench. And when he couldn't, he asked their media manager for Hewitt's number to apologise, which he said uh, Hewitt was appreciative of. Uh, he didn't know that he'd got him in the way that he did until he looked up at the big screen. And he said he felt shattered for him personally. So they didn't try to argue um, the downgrade 
from severe to high. They said they could have, but that's not what Geordie's approach and what they wanted this approach to be, and that he has accepted his responsibility for the offence. So three weeks, uh, a fair few thought four, some thought minimum three. It ends up being three. Um, have your say on that, one three hundred seven three six seven three six on the Harcourt's open line. Rob is in Geelong to do exactly that. Rob, thanks for holding, mate. Jordan Ngoi, your thoughts? Um, 23, how are you? Good, 23 mate. weeks. Um, the, the, the second week is a bye, right? Can they play the um, BFL as part of the three? Can he play? No. No, I wouldn't have thought so. I'm 99.99% certain that he couldn't play. When you're suspended, you're suspended. It's You're suspended for... Three AFL matches, but it doesn't allow you to then play at a lower league. Um, what I mean is, they can count the VFL game. As no, they can't. The no, they can't do that. Okay. No. I'll, I'll, hey, try anything, Rob. I, I like, I like it, but no, uh, that that can't happen. So you're right. It'll be three weeks, and then he'll miss uh, obviously the bye week as well. So he won't have played a game in a month of footy. Appreciate your call, Rob. Thank you very much. The other news from the tribunal tonight is that the West Coast Eagles. Withdrew its appeal for Liam Duggan's one-match ban for a dangerous tackle. Um, he's in hospital with illness, so um, they didn't contest that charge at the tribunal this evening. A couple of bits and pieces making news today. Have your say on the Ange Postacoglu appointment. Tottenham have officially announced that he will be their manager for the next four years. Um, and off the text, hi, Sam. Yahoo to both topics. Ange and Dugowie. So Ken from Sandringham, very happy with the headline uh, stories this evening. Um, you can have your say, one three hundred seven three six seven three six on the Harcourt's open line. And they, the boys on the Global Game, Simon Hill and the team, will go through this in a whole lot more detail and with a whole lot more expertise than I. So if you do need to get your fix of all things Ange, then 9 o'clock tonight on SEN. Uh, before we get into the break, uh, let's get into this. It's time now to check out what's happening in the world of Greyhound Racing. Joining me as always, Trent Langscale from GRV. G'day, Trent. G'day to you, Sam. It's terrific to have a chat with the Pink Diamonds. Australia's richest regional series for greyhounds heating up on Thursday. Hey, Trent, a number of stars breeding Victoria will be in action at two tracks on Thursday. You're spot on, Sam. Shepparton is the venue for the first round of Pink Diamond Heat in the afternoon, early evening. Group 3 winner Hector Fawley returns from an unlucky run at Albion Park on Thursday night, and he is the class act in the first champion distance heat. Unleashed Kalinda claimed his third track record last start, over the 400-metre trip at Geelong, and he lines up in the first champion sprinter heat. We then head to Ballarat, where Silver Brute, a Pink Diamond winner last year, and Group 2 Shepherd and Cup champion Electra Heckler clash in the second champion short course heat. Dual Group 2 Country Cup winner Mobile Legend races for the first time in over four months in the second champion sprinter heat. Uh, Trent, Victorian trained greyhounds also feature in three group finals at Albion Park on Thursday night. That's right, Sam. Alpha Zulu is the $3 sports bet second elect for the Group 2 Flying Amy Classic final worth $150,000 to the winner. Alpha Zulu is looking to triumph for the seventh time from nine starts, but he is facing Group 1 winner Victor Damien, the greyhound pride of South Australia, and he heads the market at $2.40. Umberto, a Jason Thompson-trained kilomate of Alpha Zulu, is a $4.60 hope, while Dundee Rebel is a roughie at $23. Group 1 place getter, Wheel and Go, is the best chance of the three Victorian greyhounds 
in the Group 3 Carnival Chase Final with a first prize of $60,000. Wheel and Go is trained by Tim Britton, and he also has Group 3 place getter Play Nice in the $30,000 to the winner, Group 3 Dashing Corsair Final. Oh, we wish all the Victorian Greyhounds the best of luck at Albion Park in Brisbane. And it is part of a huge week with the Pink Diamond, uh, Pink Diamond Heat also taking place. Hey, thanks so much for joining us, Trent, and providing us with all the latest Greyhound Racing news. Thank you, Sam. Remember, please gamble responsibly. Victorian Greyhound Racing secures employment for more than 4,000 Victorians. And you can check out all the action live and free via the Watchdog app and the website. Earn and redeem reward points when you order McDelivery via the My Maccas app. Value means more at Maccas. The Maccas Run. The Maccas Run. Live on your home of sport, SEM. Uh, it's a new season for the McSpicy range at Maccas. A couple coming through off the 40 Wings temper text. Get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you. 40 Wings, serious about sleep. I love my Western United and loosely follow West Ham, but I'll wholeheartedly get behind Tottenham. That's from Marcus. Uh, after the uh, Ange Postacoglu appointment at Tottenham is official as of 7.30 this evening. Those talk sport guys have cliched simplistic response to Ange's appointment. Yeah, two teams with everything in Scotland, but the other leagues they spoke about, Spain, two teams with everything. France, one team. Italy, a little deeper, probably four teams. Contradicts all of that. Sean in Surrey Hills, nice work. Uh, greatly appreciate those texts. Greatly appreciate this man's expertise as well. He's absolutely killing it for Fox Sports, and the tribunal is his terrain. David Zeta from Fox Footy. Hello, mate. G'day, Sammy. Good to be with you. Uh, now, last year, Tom Stewart hit on Dion Prestia. Four weeks. Um, the tribunal said tonight that they're looking for consistency, yet this was three weeks. Just explain how it all went down for us tonight in the brief time we have, my friend. Yeah, so the Pies set the tone very early. They pleaded guilty to all aspects of the charge. They asked for a three-match ban. The AFL did ask for a four-match ban. To go, he gave evidence. He expressed remorse. He said he didn't mean to do it. He doesn't want to play footy in a dirty way. And was obviously disappointing. Uh, Hewitt was not on the bench at the time of the full siren, but uh, Jordan Lego sent a text message to Elijah Hewitt saying sorry, and uh, Hewitt was appreciative. Collingwood said to go he was severely shaken by the incident, but he also said the publicity of this incident is unlike the others, and therefore this should be given uh, a different penalty, and it should be taken into consideration. So the tribunal deliberated for a bit, just for about over 30 minutes, gave six reasons for their decision. One of those was to go his remorse, that was clear, and the breach of a duty of care was clear, but not egregious. So that's how they arrived at the three-match penalty, and he now misses games against Melbourne, Adelaide, and Gold Coast, but he will be back for the clash against the Western Bulldogs, and that could well be a top-of-the-table clash by the time we get there. Um, beautifully surmised. Uh, is this, should we be expecting to see a bit more of this, Zeets? Because they've just thrown themselves at the mercy. They didn't try to argue it. We've seen teams going before where all the public sentiment was... That's not a good look, and yet they've tried to find a way to argue their way around it. Are we expecting that this will be um, par for the course? Well, with incidents that get referred directly to the tribunal, I think potentially, because uh, they don't have a choice but to be there. So they can easily say, look, we don't, you know, we'll play guilty, and that'll be the end of it. Whereas other ones, when they're challenging, um, they're taking dangerous tackle bans to the tribunal, obviously they're disagreeing with it, and therefore the guilt aspect is a bit less um, of a certainty. So... I think we'll see more direct to the tribunal incidents get that there'll be a bit more contrition from players because clearly it works and it gets you uh, the best possible result, which I think for Collingwood fans, they would agree with a three-match minimum suspension at tribunal direct referrals. Three matches is the best you can get. So they've done well tonight. Uh, 
Mate, always appreciate your time. You are killing it on Fox Footy. Just for you to just give me just a just a small little taste of your time, it means a lot. Thank you, buddy. He's a very good man, is Dave Zeter, and um, yeah, no one more well versed in the the doings at the tribunal uh, and the machinations and the permutations of it than that man there. So we appreciate his time, appreciate all your calls to off the Harcourts open line. Your move, your Harcourts, uh, and appreciate all your texts to on the Forty Winks temper text. The Macca's run; it's a new season for the McSpicy Range at Macca's. Off the tee, our dedicated golf program. Myself and Nick Ahern. Stick around. That's next.